Hey church family, welcome back to another Leroy UMC podcast. We're in the third week of our series titled The Great Reset. So Ruth's family and plans all fell apart and she had no choice but to reset her life. Naomi tells her to go back to her people to restart on a safer footing, but she takes a chance and chooses to restart her life with Naomi. Ruth realizes in her great reset that being family to others would always matter to her because she found meaning in giving meaning. Our church has a vision to be Christ's family as we love each other with unconditional grace. How will you recommit to being God's family to others? Let's send it over to Pastor Matthias. Well, friends, this morning we are continuing with our uh, January series, The Great Reset. Uh, As we mentioned before, the whole idea for this series is that COVID changed a lot. Uh, It changed a lot about the basic way uh, that we order food in a restaurant, about the way we work and where we work. Uh, It changed all kinds of different things, and it forced us all to kind of pause and reset our lives. Uh, We're all wrestling right now with the question of what really matters to us in different ways. Uh, So this month we're taking a look at four biblical characters uh, whose lives were reset in some way, and we're looking at how they responded to that reset, how they found God in the midst of that change. Uh, And this morning we are taking a look at the story of Ruth. Back from the Old Testament, our reading is Ruth chapter 1, verses 1 through 16. Friends, listen now for the word of the Lord. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem in Judah went to live in the country of Moab, he and his wife and two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Shilion. They were Ephraimites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. These took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Orpah and the name of the other Ruth. When they lived there about ten years, both Malon and Chilion also died, so that the the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Then she started to return with her daughters-in-law from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had considered his people and given them food. So she set out from the place where she had been living, she and her two daughters-in-law, and they went on their way to go back to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find security, each of you, in the house of your husband. Then she kissed them and they wept aloud. They said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. 
Even if I thought there was hope for me, even if I should have a husband tonight and bear sons, would you then wait until they were grown? Would you refrain then from marrying? No, my daughters, it has been far more bitter for me than for you, because the hand of the Lord has turned against me. Then they wept aloud again. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. So she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, do not press me to leave you, to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Friends, in Jesus Christ, the word became flesh and dwelled among us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Holy God, once again, we have come seeking words of renewal, words of grace, and words of new life, and so only your words will do. So may the words in my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. In five short verses, at the very beginning of her story, every single aspect of Ruth's life is completely and utterly reset in the most unbearable way imaginable. In five short verses, Ruth loses her home and all of her possessions loses her savings and all of her security, loses her carefully laid plans for tomorrow and all of her hopes, loses all sense of peace and familiarity, and worst of all, in five short verses, Ruth loses her loved ones. And by verse 6, Ruth finds herself on a desolate country road with her mother-in-law, Naomi, her sister-in-law, Orpah, and absolutely no idea what to do next. The best plan that the three of them can put together and think about is to try and travel alone hundreds of miles to Judah, a land that Ruth and Orpah have never seen and that Naomi hasn't seen in about a decade, to travel that distance alone, meaning without protection and with very little resources, and all this because of a rumor. They have heard that there might be jobs and some food back in Judah. Needless to say, the three don't get very far before they stop, face facts, realize how hopeless their plan really is, and Naomi tells her two daughter-in-laws to go back. Go back, my daughters, each of you to your mother's house, Naomi says. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with me. The two protest a little bit, but it's no use. They know that it makes perfect sense for the two of them to turn back. Ruth and Orpah don't come from Judah. They come from Moab. That's the place they are familiar with. That's the culture they understand. That's where they have the best chance of restarting their lives. And so as verse 14 says, 
After the three wept aloud, Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, went her way, but Ruth clung to her. And that's where the story takes a very unexpected twist. Again, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever for Ruth to go with Naomi to Judah. It is a strange place full of strange people. And in fact, as a foreign outsider Moabite, Ruth is more than likely going to be greeted in Judah with suspicion and with whispers behind her back for being one of those people. The smart thing for Ruth to do is to say goodbye to this person that she no longer has a direct connection to and go restart her own life in a safe, familiar place. And yet, Scripture says Ruth clung to her. And Ruth tells Naomi defiantly, where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. It makes no logical sense for Ruth to cling to Naomi after their lives are so drastically reset. And yet Ruth does, because in her reset, Ruth chooses to embrace and to show something that God had already shown her, chesed. Chesed is a Hebrew word that means something close to faithfulness or loyalty or devotion. It's a very important word to know and a very important word to pay attention to because throughout most of the Old Testament, chesed is the characteristic that most defines God. And it's one of the things that the people learn first about God. The God of Israel is faithful to the people no matter how things change or what the people do. When Moses and the Israelites first praised God for freeing them from slavery in Egypt, they praised God for having shown them unfailing love, Hasid. When God made a covenant with the people, made a pact, it was a vow to be loyal to one another, to have chesed for each other. And whenever the people later broke their covenant with God, turned away and worshipped foreign false idols, God always brought them back again because God is a God who shows chesed, who is faithful. Hased is one of the most pure concepts the Israelites knew. It was the most defining thing about their God, and it was a virtue so holy, it seemed as if only God could really possess it. And yet, when Ruth chooses to cling to Naomi and stay faithful to her, the word Scripture uses is Hased. That's what's so unique and so amazing about Ruth as a book in the Bible and as a character. 
Ruth is a character who proves to the earliest Israelites that Hased faithfulness wasn't just a virtue that defined God, but it is a virtue that is meant to define us, too. Ruth is the story of someone who has her life reset in the most traumatic way, but who discovers in her reset how to make God's faithfulness into a way of life. And the thing that Ruth chooses to devote herself to is the very thing that Ruth, in the story at least, seemed to have lost, namely family. Like Chesed faithfulness, family is an idea that would have meant a lot to the earliest Israelites who first heard this story read. In ancient Israel, kind of like today, a person would have their nuclear family, the parents and siblings and sons and daughters who lived with them, then a person had their extended family, all the cousins, uncles, and aunts, nieces, and nephews they were connected to. However, for the Israelites, the idea of family didn't just stop at flesh and blood, but the average Israelite also had their place in God's family. Several times throughout the Old Testament, the whole nation of Israel is referred to as a family. It was a very strange family, you have to admit. It was a family made up of all sorts of complicated and messy people with all sorts of backgrounds, all sorts of personalities, different views on different issues. But it was a family nevertheless because every member of it shared one thing in common. They had all felt God's unconditional chesed faithfulness for them, and they all felt the call to show faithfulness to one another. That's how the book of Ruth not only reframes the way that we, that God's people, think about chesed, think about faithfulness from something that defines God to something that can actually define us and the way we live, but that's how Ruth redefines the way we think about family. Our family isn't made up of the ones who share our flesh and blood, but it is also made up of the ones God brings into our lives that we choose to be faithful to. Ruth and Naomi have no blood connections. They are from very different places, different cultures, different ethnicities. For a while, they're even from different religions. And yet, when everything falls apart and her life is reset, Ruth chooses to cling to Naomi because Ruth chooses to be faithful to the ones that matter to her in the storm. Trusting in God to make a new sister or brother, a new mother or father, a new son or daughter, a new family out of any 
stranger. Ruth proves in her defiant devotion that she may have lost her loved ones, but she has not lost her family. And as Ruth's story continues to unfold, we find that Ruth isn't the only one who chooses to be defined by God's faithfulness. In response to her devotion, that Ruth shows her, Naomi shows Hesed faithfulness back to Ruth in return. The two actually become something that's arguably more important than just flesh and blood relatives. They become a God-given source of support to each other, sharing each other's loss, understanding each other's grief, carrying each other's burden. Together, the two do, in fact, reach Judah, and when they arrive, they find God's people ready and willing to reach out and show them Hased as overnight the two are welcomed into the community. Even Ruth, the supposedly foreign, unclean Moabite, one of them is shown a place among us by God's people. Then they meet Boaz, who chooses to show Hesed faithfulness to Ruth, a strange beggar out in his fields by offering her work. The two end up falling in love, and the story ends with Ruth not only finding a place in the family of God, but finding a place in the family line of King David and Jesus Christ. You can look it up. In the Gospels, Boaz, Ruth, and their children appear in the family tree of Jesus Christ. That's the beautiful thing about the book of Ruth as a whole. Ruth isn't just the story of a woman who lost everything, her, her home, her wealth, her plans, even her loved ones, but it's the story of a woman who found in her great reset that being faithful to others would always matter to her because God's family was something that she would always be a part of. Our church has a vision to be God's family. That's the second part of the vision, of the prayer that we say together every Sunday morning. Hopefully by now most of you even have it memorized. Christ, make us your hands by the way we serve one another with, un with authentic compassion and make us your family by the way we love one another with unconditional grace. Or to use another word for that last part, chesed. We have a vision, a prayer, to make this room full of wonderfully strange, complicated, messy people into brothers and sisters, into mothers and fathers, sons and daughters, by the way we choose to be faithful to one another, as God has been faithful to us. 
I'll admit it doesn't always make sense, especially not in times like this. It's not logical for young and old, Gen Z and baby boomers, rich and poor, blue collar and white collar, left and right, Republicans and Democrats. It doesn't make sense for very different people from very different backgrounds with very different views to be faithful, to be devoted to care for one another as God has cared for us like a family. It makes about as much sense as Ruth clinging to Naomi. But the miracle is, it happens. Every time we choose to let chesed, faithfulness, define us in the same way it defines God. And I'll admit, we don't always live up to it. I don't always live up to it. Sometimes we forget people we shouldn't have. We might disagree, we might whisper behind backs. Like all churches, it is a messy family sometimes. But the good news is, it is a family nevertheless. Because every person here shares the common experience of having felt God's unconditional chesed faithfulness for us, and we all feel God's call to show faithfulness to others. Our church has a vision to be a family in the same way that Ruth had a vision to be part of God's family. It's a vision we show with every meal that we make for someone in our Bible study or someone we heard about, for every prayer we lift up, for somebody who sits next to us in the pews, for every kind word that we say out in Fellowship Hall after a long week. And it's a vision that has never been more important to remember than in our Great Reset. Our lives may not have been as drastically reset as Ruth's was in the first five verses of her story, but coming out of COVID, we are all wrestling with new routines, new habits, all trying to figure out what really matters to us. And 3,000 years after her story was first told, the good news that Ruth still bears witness to in every reset is that devotion, that dedication, that faithfulness is something our God still shows us and something that can still define us. And that a life that is faithful to others is a life that is never without family. That's the miracle that we get to hold on to whenever the world around us changes seismically and when it feels like everything in our own life is falling away. We get to hold on to the miraculous faith that no matter how our world is shaken, our God is always there and is always faithful. We can't lose that. And we get to walk in the joyful hope that no matter how our own lives might be turned upside down, might be reset, 
we can always choose to cling to the ones that God brings into our lives in the greatest of resets. And in every great reset, Ruth is always there to ask the beautiful, hopeful question, how will you cling to someone who needs you on the road to Judah And how will you find your place in God's family? It only took five short verses for Ruth to lose almost everything. But the good news is Ruth found in her reset that she may have lost a lot. But the one thing she never lost was family. And neither can we. And thanks be to God for it. Amen. Friends, please pray with me. Christ Jesus, make us your family by the way we love one another with unconditional grace. God, whether we are moving closer towards you or running away from you, your love for us endures and your faithfulness to us stands. God, help us to not just know your faithfulness for us, but help us to be faithful to you and to those that you bring into our lives. Give us the compassion to be your hands to the ones who need our help, and give us the compassion to be your devoted family to the ones who need to know that they are a part of your family. Christ, make us like Ruth. Make us your family and come and dwell among us in all the ways that we show you to one another. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Again, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you are blessed and that you are a blessing. Go in peace.